Hello, everybody, and welcome to the EP Show, my pop culture podcast, my personal pop culture podcast, the Triple P, like I said yesterday. This is the podcast, the 30-minute like morning show kind of that I do Tuesday through Friday. Yesterday, I said Tuesday through Thursday. That was wrong. I mean, Tuesday through Friday, where I just run down pop culture items, personal shit I want to talk about, reviews, any fucking thing that I can talk about for 30 minutes, I'll talk about in this show. Um, I guess some housekeeping I can do, you know, go check out episode 85, Jacob Blake Effect, anywhere on YouTube and podcast uh, places. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Eladio Talks, E-L-A-D-I-O Talks. Also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at My Empty Opinions on both of those. And um, leave a review, you know, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review uh, and... uh, Leave a five-star rating and write a review, and I'll read it on this show, Um, and I'll shout you out. You know, whatever the fuck you write, I'll read. Obviously, not everything. If you write a bunch of slurs, obviously, I can't do that. And I don't even think Apple will let you, because I recently just found out, like, episodes with curse words on them, Apple just automatically, like, uh, censors them, which is not cool. You know, it's something that I could have a big issue with, but I don't really give a fuck, because if you see F asterisk asterisk k people know that's the word fuck so it you know it doesn't really matter and i marked this uh show explicit regardless so it is what it is but i mean yeah that's everything with housekeeping now i want to listen i'm starting with a fucking movie review because fuck it that's the biggest thing happening to me right now that's the thing that i really need to talk about yesterday or, or two days ago as at the time of you listening to this two nights ago i watched tenet the movie by Christopher Nolan, movie theaters have finally fucking opened, and this fucking movie finally came out, this movie has been close to coming out for like (laughs) three months, it was pushed back July, August, September now, so about two months, but still, it kept getting pushed and pushed, and now it's out, and I was able to see it, and I mean, what a perfect movie to see after you haven't seen any movies in a movie theater for like six months, since March, what a movie to watch. This, listen, and I don't give a fuck. Listen, you're seeing a lot of negative reviews about this movie. It's like, oh, this movie's this, this movie's that. Fuck that. If you're going to see the movie, if you're going to the movie theater and you want to have a movie theater experience, go watch Tenet because it's something like Tenet is a movie that is something you can't even achieve anywhere outside of movies. Is Obviously, a very cinematic movie, but it deals with this concept of inversion. I'm not going to spoil anything about the plot or anything. This is going to be like my spoiler-free review. I'm going to do a spoiler-filled review on like Tuesday, next Tuesday, maybe. But you know, Tenet basically, it, there's this concept about inversion, right? It's basically listen. Tenet is a spy movie directed by Christopher Nolan, starring John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son, Robert Pattinson, and many other people, many other actors. Uh, it is two and a half hours long, which is pretty long, but I mean, this movie is kind of a, like an epic movie that it's like a, a global caper. You know, they go to different countries in the world. So it, it, the runtime is justified and so much shit happens in this movie. And look, this movie is going to be complicated the first time you watch it, but it's not going to be complicated in the way that you don't know what the fuck is happening at all, ever. You slowly start to understand this concept. It's almost like... You know, it's like when you're in math class and they're explaining something and you kind of get it. But if they ask you to do a math problem that you were just taught on your own, you're not really going to know how to do it. But you kind of got what it was. That's what the first time watching Tenet is like. It's literally like a math problem that you kind of know that you, you know, you kind of understand, but don't really have a good grasp on it. So you can't really solve it. 
that's what 10 it is so like you know you're gonna be a little complicated in the details but overall the basic plot and just the visuals the technical aspect all of that is gonna be there for you to experience i mean this movie is really like an experience that's really what it is so you know my me having wanting to understand like a hundred percent of this movie wasn't I didn't mind that I didn't fully get it right because even and even and even if I did get it I, it's still this is still one of those movies that you know you things happen and then you see them in a different perspective and then they suddenly make sense right and then you you think oh shit when I rewatch this movie that's gonna make sense that's what this movie is so this movie is one of those that you have to rewatch. If you like it, you, you know, there might be some people who don't like it, but as an experience, or they just don't give a fuck. They're like, it was so confusing and get turned off. But, you know, if you do somewhat enjoy it, you're going to want to rewatch it because this is this is like the definition of a movie that rewards you for watching it again. Like you literally probably are going to have a totally different experience watching it a second time and you'll probably fully get it the second time you watch it. But, yeah, I mean, this movie you know, this movie while watching it, right? I was thinking of this uh, uh, this comparison I made. So when I watch Avengers Endgame, right? Um, I love that movie. I gave that movie like five stars for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was that, well, yeah, one reason is that you know it it it, it concluded a twenty three movie journey over ten years. So that was pretty cool, right? That's pretty neat. So that's one reason why I love this so much and gave it a perfect rating, although it's not a perfect movie. It's just based on my subjective opinion. But the other th reason I love this so much is because the third act of that movie is like something I never thought could be possible ever, like in terms of making it like it's something you could barely believe in animation or like it's something you will see in Rick and Morty. Right. And you're like, oh, they, they, damn, they, they're they're good because, they, you know, they're taking advantage of the cartoon world that's how they're able to make all of this come true avengers endgame the third act is like something you would see in a cartoon but it come to life and it's like mind-blowing that they could do that now with the technology they have tenet is very similar but not in its scope but more of although its scope is very big it gets very big but also in the concept of inversion of things going backwards where you're dealing with it forwards like dealing with something that is going backwards how the fuck do you deal with that well, they show that in this movie, and there's certain parts of this movie where you're watching and you're like, how in the f what is happening? It's almost like, for me, I wrote a review on my letterbox. If you want to see my movie thoughts, go, you know, follow my letterbox account uh, at Eladio Talks. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But there I wrote that this is one of those movies that, like, it's like I said at the beginning with the math problem. It's like, I was, I knew what was happening. But this concept of inversion was so fucking nuts that I just, my brain, I wasn't fully grasping it. I was like, okay. So I like, at a certain point, I just kind of sit back and was like, okay, I'm watching this thing that I don't really understand because if I put even like a minute to try to understand this, my brain is going to fry, right? But it's still like incredible to see. So even if, let's say you don't understand anything, it's still an incredible experience. It's literally like a roller coaster experience, right? Like you can you get on it, you get off it, like whoa, that was that was fucking nuts, right? And you you might want to write it again. You might never want to write it again. But at least the experience itself is worth it. So I would recommend anybody go watch this movie. And look, I'm seeing a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people in the internet are starting to turn on Christopher Nolan, and that's something I've realized about the internet. The internet eventually turns turns on everybody. 
you know, everybody gets their moment of shame. And I think Christopher Nolan's is coming up. Like, I see a lot of people complaining about this sound design and how you can't really hear the dialogue. Maybe it's because I got headphones all the time. So, like, my ear might be a little more fucked up or disrupted or, you know, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me in terms of my ears. You know, you know, I'm not deaf yet, so... You know, I can track. I, th- I feel like I can trust my ears, but like the dialogue was perfectly audible. If anything, it was that like you didn't understand what the fuck they're saying. They're just kind of saying words because it's it's exposition in that it's weird because it's a lot of dialogue in this movie. It's a lot of exposition, but it's exposition in a way that only the characters in the movie can truly understand because they have all the context that we really don't. So in that way, you kind of don't understand the dialogue. But in terms of being actually able to hear it. You can definitely hear like the music was not that loud. And again, maybe it was because I went to a regular screening. Maybe if I go to the Dolby or the IMAX, like that shit blows out my ear. I'm actually going to watch it in IMAX at a certain point whenever I'm free because I'm so fucking busy. But, you know, maybe it changes. But as of right now, it didn't seem like the the sound design was that bad like literally everybody's just complaining this sound design is horrible this is such a and like a lot of people are saying the movie's bad in that sense and then i'm seeing all the all the complaints about this movie and most of them are just people saying yo it should this should have happened or this should have happened or like how the fuck are you judging the movie and what it should have done and not what it actually is right because that shit gets me mad it's like how about you judge what you're watching you know, like, you're not, you, you obviously, and, you know, it's funny because I see these people thinking, oh, this movie should have ended this way or should have ended that way. Like, when I see that, I'm just like, do you really not think Christopher Nolan, of all people, didn't think of that ending and then decided, you know what, let me do it this other way for whatever reason, right? Like, it's like people think that, they're, that their ideas are better than the directors, and you can be like, I would have preferred if they did this, but people are saying, no, this happened and this happened, so that, you know, this is what should have happened. It's like... Okay, guy, you're not fucking Christopher Nolan. Like, I feel like, you know, like the movie seems like it's headed one way and then it goes another in the third act. And I was like, with in a lot of people's train, we're like, oh, I thought that was going to happen. But once the third act actually started, I was not mad at all because it's like, okay, this is where the movie's taking me and the quality hasn't dipped. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. And then people are saying, it's like, oh, it wasn't, you know, they didn't really use the concept of inversion. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. All right. I'm getting too heated. But basically, yeah, that's my, uh, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my spoiler free review of Tenet. Go fucking watch it. If you're not scared of coronavirus released to death, go watch it. It's great. It's a perfect movie to, to return to the movie theaters with. There's people who went back to the movie theaters and watched the new mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being those losers? You went back to the movie theaters and, and risk getting Corona to see the fucking new mutants. That's crazy. But Tenet is definitely worth catching Corona. That's my <laughs> that's my official review. All right, man. That's it. That's my spoiler review uh, of Tenet. Man, it really it really blew my mind, man. It's it's almost like I just feel like that concept, the way, and a lot of people have been saying this, the way that uh, Christopher Nolan's brain works. It's really interesting because, yeah, I was like, how the fuck uh, is he is he is he able to think of all this? But, yeah. All right. All right. Another thing I wanted to talk about now we're jumping to my personal life. This girl texts me back after five months. <laughs> she texts me back after five fucking months. And it's like at that point, what do you do? Like as a guy, now I'm speaking to any guy who may be listening to this, right? You text a girl, right? You respond to her story. You ask her a question. She responds. And then you ask her another question. And then she never answers your text ever again. And you're like, oh, 
okay, I guess she just... And at that point, don't you just kind of let it go? Usually when somebody doesn't respond for a long time to a text, you can, after a certain amount of time passes, you just... If you start to text her, she texts you. You kind of bring up a new topic and just forget that conversation ever existed. Just ignore that lingering text, right? Because that's happened to me, like, where I send girls, like, text and they don't respond. And then we text again, but it's just something completely different. But no. With this girl, she fucking responded to the question five months later. It was so strange. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I'm like, wait. Wait, hold on. <laughs> like in my head i'm like wait i even thought she was texting the wrong person i didn't even think she was texting me because to me it just seemed like what what like she was randomly texting me i really thought i, I was ready to be like yo i think you you're texting the wrong person and then i see the context of the the conversation that i had forgotten about and i had asked a question i was like but wait what happened though Right. I had asked that and she responded to it thinking that I was talking about a video that she was talking about. But I was really just talking about her thing with um, uh, like this. She had broken up with her boyfriend and then I was just wondering what the fuck happened because she was talking about it in her story. Uh, and it's funny because, right, like after five months, she responds and she responds to the wrong question. I didn't even want to know. I didn't even want to know the answer that she gave me. I wanted to know the answer to the actual question. And then I'm like. Yeah, that's not what I was actually talking about, but I would love to see that video still. And then she was like, wait, what were you talking about? And I said, no, nah, it's just because in the t- video you were talking about how you broke up with your boyfriend. And I was like, I didn't, I want to know what, like what happened. And she stopped texting me again. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking funny how that happened. Like when I brought up the boyfriend again, it's done. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know if that's purposeful or not. I don't know if she just doesn't want to get into it, if she's, like, traumatized by it. I have no fucking idea. But it's just funny that the moment I bring up the boyfriend again, she stops texting. And at this point, it's like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not even mad. Like, if she never responds ever again, I, I wouldn't be mad at all. It's just funny that that <laughs> that, that happened again, like, yet again. Um, it's just strange when, like, a girl, like, takes you back after five months. It's really strange. Uh, but, yeah. That that's really all with that. I mean, just just something happening to me personally. Let's talk about how nobody gives a fuck about six nine anymore. <laughs> Yo, six nine is really done, man. Like six nine, nobody cares. Like really, like I I realized that when he dropped that song, and I didn't really see anybody talking. He dropped this song, and I didn't see like Punani. I think that's what the song is called. And nobody was really talking about it. I was like, wait, is he truly done? But then I realized I had blocked him on instagram and best believe if you block somebody on instagram you will never see that person again you will never see anything about them ever again it's really crazy how that person just disappears like if, if somebody posts them with a story you never see it somebody sends you a message with their thing and you don't see it like no way it's gone forever in every aspect of instagram which is really interesting but yeah so i blocked them that's why i probably didn't see anybody talking about this song but regardless like now you see him like he has an album coming out called tattletales obviously i mean you know yeah he's gonna he's gonna ride that snitching trend to to the wheels fall off but he's dropping out an album and obviously i think he's sensing the fact that nobody gives a fuck about him anymore so it's like um He's <laughs> he's like now like to promote the album. He's like going to Chicago for real. He's like insulting Nipsey Hussle. Like he's doing everything in his power to troll. And that's the thing with trolling. It gets to a point where like if nobody gives a fuck about you, you can't really troll anybody. 
I mean, even recently, the news came out that like apparently Lil TJ said they offered him three million dollars to beef with Six Nine. Now, granted, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's still there. There probably is some truth to Six Nine wanting to beef with certain people for and, and offering them money to you know to beef. And it's not real trolling; it's just fake trolling. But I just feel like I don't. You know what's funny? Like before when he first came out, when Six Nine first like came out of jail, I was like. Oh, yeah, this guy's done. He's going to be dead in, like, less than a year. But I think he's getting to the point where, like, nobody gives a fuck about 6 9 They don't care about him enough to, like, kill him. Like, nobody's getting triggered by him. Just because everybody's kind of just ignoring him because now he's his full antics and he snitched, which is something that you can't really come back from, right? I mean... It's funny that you can't come back from snitching, but you can come back from hitting, from fuck, <laughs> punching Rihanna. I mean, not Rih- yeah, Rihanna from Chris Brown punching Rihanna. You can come back from that, but not snitching. It's just kind of funny. And you know what? Actually, I want to talk about that in a second. Like the 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 the, the comparison between Chris Brown and Rihanna and Tori and Megan. But let me just finish the six nine thing. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about six nine. We're gonna see with the numbers of the album when it comes out. Like what happens? I mean, six nine is truly trying his best to create buzz for him but it's just kind of failing like him going to chicago and like not one of the chicago rappers but like giving a fuck except like lil reese apparently lil reese is gonna drop a diss track against six nine and the only thing and that doesn't really coincide with my theory that people don't give a fuck about him so the only thing that it really makes sense the reason why he will be doing this is because he accepted the bag that six nine gave him the bag that has supposedly he was going to give Lil TJ. I, I have a feeling if Lil Reese is really dropping a diss track. There's no way he's just dropping it on his own. Or people are encouraging him to do that. I'm pretty sure 6 9 paid him some money. And now he's going to like put out diss songs against each other. And nobody's going to listen to that. I mean people don't fucking care about 6 9 It's just so funny. How irrelevant he's gotten. Especially just because in 2020. How crazy things are with coronavirus. And everything. You know what I'm saying? Like people gave a fuck when he came back. It was like oh shit he came back. And now he's fully embracing the snitch thing. But that gets old man. And everybody warned him. Like the trolling is going to get old. Because it's like. And your songs aren't even that good. And like. That style of music is kind of slowly fading away in popularity. Like, he, he created his own sound with his music. But I don't think people give a fuck about it anymore. You know what I mean? So, it's just kind of interesting. I feel, I mean, I don't feel bad for 6 9 Don't get me wrong. I do not feel bad. But it's just funny that nobody gives a fuck about 6 9 And then what is going to happen when people truly, when he's truly irrelevant? I feel like at this point, the only thing he can do is truly get himself killed. Like, guarantee that he's going to die and that's the way he wants to go out because he wants that attention as he's leaving. That's the only way I can see people get it, caring about 6 9 again, right? Like, if you see a headline like 6 9 has been shot to the head and killed, people are like, oh shit. But is everybody, is anybody gonna feel sad? That's my other question. If 6 9 really does die, like they kill him, the gangsters he's been talking so much shit to kill him, will people care? I don't think so. I really don't think nobody really is going to give a fuck if he dies. You know, it's it's kind of sad in that sense. But it's like, you built your, you, you made yourself super unlikable. Who the fuck? <laughs> nobody cares. Like, it, it, nobody's going to care, man. It's just, it's just, and, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's actually kind of sad if you kind of think about it. Like, the fact that people could truly not give a fuck about you, like, even after you die. 
But that's the corner that he's painted himself in. Like, he knows what he's doing. He knows this isn't going to last forever. He's trying to milk it, but it's going to get to a point where, like, he's either going to be dead or just irrelevant. And I think he'd re- much rather be dead than irrelevant, which is really sad. And it's kind of like a a, 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 a side effect of the social media era we live in, where people would rather die and have attention than be irrelevant. It's kind of crazy. I think that's what Six Nine has had it, to be honest. If not, he might just kill himself on Instagram Live, and then he'll be remembered forever that way. I don't know. Regardless, um, yeah, nobody gives a fuck about Six Nine. And now let's talk about another controversial figure in the world of media: Trump. Trump is back at it again with one of the most predictable moves he's ever done. Like, if anybody was surprised by this, you're just kind of dumb. But Trump like defended Kyle Rittenhouse, the little the seventeen year old kid who killed the two protesters. You know what I mean? That isn't that crazy. It, it, it's crazy how not crazy that is. You know, in in typical Trump fashion, when he answered that question, it's like that's I think this is what a dog is that what it's called dog whistle. This this is like the most obvious example of a dog whistle I've ever seen in my life. Like he always hits these words, these specific words that are going to rile up his base. I can't remember exactly what those words were. Like, I wish I could pull up the clip. That would actually be good podcasting, but I didn't prepare that well for that. But Trump was just kind of saying, listen, actually, you know what? I'm going to look for it, and I'm just going to bullshit while I try to find it. Let me see. Trump defends Kyle Rittenhouse. And, I mean, that situation already did a whole... Like official, like I did a whole episode 85 is kind of about that. So, you know, um, let's see. Yeah. NPR. I hope they have a clip of it because I want to I want to play the audio. Uh, is anybody. Why does anybody have the fucking video? I want to see the video. Uh, let me see. Trump's illuminating defensive Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Jesus. Man, I saw this shit on Twitter. Um, let's see, uh, Twitter, why the fuck don't they have, they always gotta just write shit, like, just have the fucking video ready, dude, uh, this is a video, but it's not probably it, alright, let me see, Twitter video, let me add that to the Google search to see if I can find it, um, uh, let me see, Trump won't condemn, this shit better be a video, is this it? About the uh, the other shooting that took place in that community. Yeah, I see. You mentioned the National Guard going in, yeah. law enforcement, but this this was a young man, 17 year old, who's facing murder charges for having shot two people. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some folks who've said uh, conservatives are holding up this young man as, you know, have, having done so within his rights um, to sort of self protect. And I'm wondering if you've read much about this case. If you have concerns about uh, ordinary residents uh, with guns in situations like this and what uh, dangers that might present. Well, you know, that's under investigation right now, and they'll be reporting back to me over the next... This is not the fucking video. Where is it? Here you go. Fuck. Jesus, why it took so long for me to find this video? I need to be more ready. Are you going to condemn the actions of vigilantes like Kyle Rittenhouse? We're we're looking at all of it. Uh, That was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw, and uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like, and he fell, and then they very violently (laughs) attacked him. Right. And it was something that we're looking at right now, yeah, and it's under investigation. But uh, violently, I, I guess That's he was in words. very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed, but it's under, it's under investigation. All right, listen, I mean, he, 
It's funny. Like, how the fucking Trump... Trump is somehow able to walk this line of, you know... <laughs> he's, like, being pragmatic and not at the same time. Like, you said, listen, he's under investigation. We'll see what he does. But he said, but also, there's a lot of very violent people that were probably going to kill him if he didn't do something. You know, and that video is very... I don't. I doubt Trump even knew like what the fuck was happening besides that video, and that's a problem. Like, if anybody sees that video, even I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, he's well under his rights to like shoot back at people who um who are running at him violently, right? Obviously, like if you strip any context, that's not that crazy. But the fact that he had just killed somebody, right? That's what's nuts. That's what's crazy. He had just killed somebody. People are trying to take the gun away. <laughs> because he didn't, they don't want him to keep killing people, and then he shoots at the people trying to take his gun for him having killed somebody. Come on, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how anybody can't see how fucking nuts that is. And the fact, uh, listen, the fact that Trump defended him, not surprising, like I said, but it's just yet another reason why he probably shouldn't be president for four more years. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be too controversial here, but I don't know if Trump being president for four more years is going to result in a, <laughs> I don't see how Trump being president for the next four years doesn't make the U S into a dystopia. I just don't see it. We already kind of there, you know what I'm saying? With, with fucking masks and, um, you know, and protests and killings, like yeah, we already kind of are in a dystopia, but I mean, if Trump, I mean, who knows what the fuck can happen? If Trump stays president for four more years, it's just time to change. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if coronavirus hadn't happened, you know, probably, you know, it wouldn't have been the end of the world if Trump stayed in office for four more years. But I think he, the thing with uh, coronavirus, right, with COVID, as white people like to say, you know, I like to call it coronavirus like uh, Cardi B, but, you know, white people call it COVID. But the thing with COVID is that COVID, and this is one theory that my dad told me a while ago that I think is totally right. The thing about coronavirus or COVID, whichever you would like to say, it accelerates anything that it gets a hold of. This pandemic has accelerated all the problems that we've had in this country. When you get it as a person, it accelerates any underlying issues that you had. So like if you're about to die, coronavirus will kill you. And if you're not about to die, it gets you close. So like it, it just, you know, it should be called, it should be called the speed by the speeding virus. Cause it speeds up everything. Like it speeds up, you know, the dismantling of, so, of, of civilization as we know it. It dismantles your fucking immune system. It dismantles everything. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I just thought about this. What if they reveal that, that, uh, Chadwick Boseman had COVID and that's why he died. Like, cause he had colon cancer, but Corona, like if, if people with cancer get coronavirus, like it speeds up that process and kills them quicker. Can you imagine if in his blood they find, hey, he had coronavirus. That would be the biggest like COVID death ever. Cause I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there hasn't been really any big celebrities that have died. Which is what I said a long time ago. I'm like, people are only going to take this serious if a big celebrity dies. And that hasn't really happened yet. So that's why civilization isn't really taking this shit uh, seriously. Um, and real quick, before we end the podcast, we're closing up in 30 minutes here. I want to talk about the thing that I said. I wanted to come to the thing of comparing the Tori and Megan situation with the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation. They're very similar, aren't they? Right? Like... I feel like they are very similar. Obviously, one was probably more deadly, but at the in general, 
probably less fucked up or maybe not i don't know maybe i think you can't compare struggles but i think those situations just in general are pretty interesting like i bet you i know chris brown when he beat up rihanna he was really uh you know starting to become more and more popular and rihanna was also the same way same thing with Tori and Megan. They were both kind of getting up there in terms of popularity. And then these events happen, and then now the guy is in total trouble. But if we compare the situation with Tori and Chris Brown, I truly think in like five years, maybe less, Tori's going to come back and everything's going to be fine. I think just, I think Tori needs to do exactly. It's so funny because, you know, for a lot of people have been comparing Tori and Chris Brown. And probably Tori took that to heart. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to commit an act of domestic abuse against this girl that I'm kind of seeing <laughs> to follow in the footsteps of my idol, Chris Brown. <laughs> Can you imagine if it did that on purpose just to uh, just to uh, emulate his idol's career? That would be hilarious. But yeah, he just has to follow what Chris Brown did after the beating. Just step away for a while, right? Uh, do a performance where you're crying and apologizing. People still won't accept you in like 10 years from now. People are still going to be bringing up the fact that you shot Megan the Stallion. But most people are just going to kind of forget. I think that's what Tori needs to do. But he did kind of fuck, fucked up by trying to spin it as if, like, as if he didn't do it. That's kind of really stupid. And it's kind of funny we still haven't heard from Tori. But I think that's exactly what Tori Lanes needs to do. But uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to end this, uh, this edition of the ep show thank you guys so much for listening i got like 30 more seconds so i'm gonna bullshit for these next 30 seconds if you'll indulge me um let's recap what we did this episode watch tenant that's one um nobody gives a fuck about six nine uh it's weird when a girl texts you back after five months about the same topic you asked her it's kind of strange but you know it is what it is you know should I have brought it up? Should I be like, yo, what? I mean, did that take you? Typically, I feel like if I cared, I probably would have been like passive aggressive and be like, damn, that topic took you five months to think of, to think of an answer. For? I would have been like, damn, that question took you five months to think of an answer for. Like trying to be funny and passive aggressive at the same time. But this time I kind of just ignored it. And I think that's called growth. And I mean, and then Trump defended Kyle Rittenhouse, which is very, uh, it's the craziest. It's a it's both the craziest and least crazy thing that's happened in the Trump presidency, which is saying a lot. But all right, yeah, that's it. Uh, this has been the EB show for September 3rd. I'll see you guys for the last show of the week, September 4th, with, wait, September 4th, right? Yeah, September 4th uh, of, <laughs> the September 4th edition of the EB show. Fuck, that's hard to say. <laughs>